So what was your number for the last time you were with your horse? How many times did you do this one thing? And I want you to get even clearer on this. How many times was it actually the end? But how many times were you then actually paying attention to the other ones? Hmm, we're talking all about halt. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast. I'm so happy you're here with me. I'm assuming you're a horsey person. You're an equestrian. If so, you're in the right spot. This is the podcast for equestrians to help you have better conversations with your horse, both on the ground and in the saddle. Right now, I'm busy creating groundwork for riding and I was talking all about the halt, but I've also chatted about in lunging for riding and how the halt is like such an important part of riding. And I thought, hold on, it's ages since we covered the halt here on the podcast. Let's dive into the owl halt today. And that's where I'm taking this. So I want to talk about the halt. And more specifically, I want to talk about an engaged halt. Okay, you're probably thinking now, Lorna, hey, what are you talking about? But just bear with me. So I asked you, how many times did you halt? The, pa- the last time you were with your horse. And the reason I say the last time you were with your horse, because whether you were leading your horse, lunging your horse, or riding your horse, okay? So whether you were on the ground or in the saddle, you probably halted more than once, didn't you? Yep, you would have halted to do stuff. You would have halted as part of stuff. And yet, the only halt that really is the end is the very last one. All the other halts are actually leading somewhere else but we don't treat them that way. We treat them all as being the end. And that's the problem. That's why the halts are not engaged, okay? So think about it. Let's say we're in the arena. We're riding down the center line. Sure, we'll take that example. So we're riding down the center line of the arena and we're going to halt at X. Is that halt the end? No. It's not the end either case, okay? So it's not the end. But we're, we're not doing dressage now. We're just, we're just using this as an example. No, it's not the end. What we're going to do is after the halt, we're going to walk on three strides and then pick up trot. Now, wouldn't it make more sense to have the energy that we have in the walk or the trot or the canter, whatever it is that we're coming down the center line with initially, still contained within that halt so as when we begin to step out of the halt to do whatever it is we're going to do, we can take the energy with us. And that energy is what propels us out of it. Wouldn't it also then make a big difference to the quality of the gate that you're stepping into? So for example, if you're in halt and you're going to step into walk and then step into trot and even step into canter, or maybe you're going to step into walk and then into canter, whatever you're going to do, okay? the quality of the walk, the trot, or the canter would be vastly improved if you could manage to engage the energy all the way through the halt, both into it and out of it. Okay, so into it, keep it in the halt, and then as you transition out of the halt, if that energy was all still available to you, that's what an engaged halt is. So I really believe that engagement we talk about engagement between horse and rider. It is when horse and rider, okay, so horse and rider have agreed upon something. That's really what an engagement is, isn't it? It's, it's an agreement. Um, so an engagement is, it's like, okay, we're agreeing to do this. And I know we can have engagement to the hindquarters and we can talk all about that and we can engage the core and we can engage all these different things. But at the end of the day, it's like a willingness. It, it has to be mental 
and I would say emotional first before it becomes physical, okay? So I really feel that it's important to keep that in mind. You have to be intentional about your halt before the halt could actually be physical, okay? And before it shows up in the physical. Does that make sense? Okay, so with all that being said, what I'm going to suggest you do is the next time you're with your horse, and again, this does not matter if you're on the ground or in the saddle, the next time you're with your horse, I want you to start becoming more intentional about your halts. So what is a good quality halt? Well, a good quality halt is first of all specific and accurate. So you're going to stop where you said you were going to stop, not three paces onwards, okay, or three strides on. You're going to stop um, in a straight line, not with your bum turned or curled one way or a shoulder sticking out or a leg popped up or the head in the air or whatever, okay? You're going to stop and you're going to both continue to carry yourselves. And I say both because again, this comes down to you showing up first as a leader um, and you being intentional about how you are halting or how you are in the halt before then insisting your horse is going to come to the table and meet you there. If you're sitting there sloppy and all just, you know, ah, whatever, and you've collapsed through your body and you're like, you know, we'll just take a relax now, that's it. Um, well, not really, the, the horse isn't really going to show up any different now, is he? So we want that engaged halt to look like that, okay? And as I said, it's so important then for going forward. So you're going to get intentional about it. You're going to start with yourself. How am I showing up with this, okay? So the first thing you could do is you could look at your straightness coming into the halt itself. So nothing to do with your horse. You could look at your own straightness. You could look at how you're carrying yourself. There is a tendency for riders when they are, and particularly riders now in the saddle, when you're in the saddle asking for the halt, to become very heavy as they ask for the halt. It's like they they bear down, okay, and they really become heavy. But I want you to think about the engaged halt and think how your horse, in order to hold that energy inside of the container that is you and your horse, okay, in order for that to happen, he has to be able to engage through his core and actually that energy is still, if you want, flowing or at least it's, it's available to flow from the back to the front. It can't do that if there's a sack of potatoes sitting on the bridge between the back and the front, okay? You're the sack of the potatoes <laughs> in this analogy, <laughs> sorry. But what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're carrying yourself. Yes, you can resist. Yes, you can apply all the aids to ask for the halt. But what's important then is when the horse halts, you know, there's pressure and there's release. You have to release, okay? So keep that in mind, okay? So look after yourself. Make sure you're, you're very much correct going into the halt and that you have the correct mindset, okay? This also is about carrying yourself inside of the halt itself. So I just said that the horse would almost be engaged through its core. So, and that would allow then this, if you want this cable that's carrying the energy from the back end to the front end to exist, first of all, and then to be unhindered, okay? So there's, it's not long and loopy, it's, it's lovely, it's there, it's ready to put energy into it and to move forward again, it's, it's going. Um, so you want to think of that through your own body. So continuing to carry your hands is a big one. A lot of riders get into halt and they drop the contact. There you go, buddy. We're done. And then only to pick it up two seconds later and say, we're not done. We're going off again. 
No. Okay. So you want to hold your contact. You want to also then carry your body. I know I'm making light of this, but it is actually a really important topic. And um, so carry your body with this as well. Okay. Right. From there, you can then look at the, the straightness coming into the halt itself. Once you've yourself sorted out, start working on the straightness of the halt. Okay. So what I mean by this is it's very common for a horse to stand in halt or to step into halt and as he does so maybe the front leg so let's say pretend you're watching a horse and rider or pretend you're on your own horse and as he steps into the halt his front right leg steps out okay so he kind of he whip little balance there whoopsie and he balances himself okay that is a lack of straightness now <clears throat> what's important to understand is when you notice these things happening that is actually, it's gold, because that is where your horse is weak and where work is actually needed, where attention is needed, basically, and that you need to begin strengthening, okay? So this could also be the hindquarters. Very often you see the hindquarters curl around the, the rider's inside leg. Have you ever seen that? So the, the hindquarters kind of curl in there, okay? So straightness is important and um, pay attention to it. And also from straightness, actually, as you're approaching the halt, the transition into the halt, the halt itself, the transition out of the halt, and the getaway from the halt. Focus on the straightness all the way through, okay? Now, you can, of course, use um, different methods in order to, to help that and to increase that, but you, I would say just focusing on it initially um, would definitely help. From there, I would then look at a square halt. So square in front is not a huge question to ask a horse. Um, it's just, it, again, it comes back to you as the rider, you being nice and steady. I would suggest if you're struggling with this, starting on the ground and asking your horse for square in front. And square in front just means, if you can imagine there was a rectangle box and when your horse is halted, when he is square all round, he basically has a hoof in each corner of the, the box, okay? So you have this rectangular box and there's a hoof in each corner of it. Um, so, um, when he's, or you don't have to have a box, you can just draw something on the ground even, okay? Just imagine a box, a rectangle shape, okay? So, um, but what you, what often happens is when the horse is halted, the one front leg is, is more forward. So it's actually like he just kind of paused mid-stride as opposed to stepped into the halt. And that stepping into is an important element because in order for him to step into it, there needs to be energy. So you see how now you start to build. So now once you're asking for square, you're asking for the energy to step into it in order to become square, okay? And then, of course, the hindquarters, this will take a little bit more work, but the hindquarters then will close, the, the door closes there behind you in order to, well, form the back end of your rectangle, okay? So the back two hooves should also be square. That that may take a bit more work on your part, but I definitely think the square in front can be achieved with without a whole lot of time and effort put into place there, okay? Um, but you can get to that as well. And then from there, you're looking for that engagement, that the horse then, he's present, he's willing, he's ready, and that when you ask for him to move on to whatever it is you're gonna move on to, he is there and the energy is contained inside of the container in order to do that for you. That is an engaged halt. Um, I feel it's something that once you know about it, you can begin to pay attention to it and you can begin to improve it. It's also important here to recognize that it's no good just doing this in the arena and then when you come out of the arena letting your horse do whatever he wants, okay? Um, you know, your horse, you're gonna to have to be consistent 
with all things with horses. We know this, eh? But it's worth mentioning. You do need to be consistent in order to make this work for you and your horse as well. Okay, what I would love you to do is pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash lunge, L-U-N-G-E. If you're interested in learning more about this, I go into it in great detail in lunging for riding, but I also am going into it as I'm creating content for groundwork for riding, and you can find that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash groundwork. And they are two very inexpensive programs I have. They're four weeks each. And I tell you now, you'll get so much out of them. You'll move the conversation forward light years for you and your horse. And of course, because yes, they're both based with you being on the ground, but they are called for riding. <laughs> okay, we're, do, we're working on the ground, but the whole focus is to actually then having that work improve what's going on in the ride. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. Have a great week, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye. Thank you.